the best strategy to help you silence fear in your life is to actually have a strategy. Don't have one yet? That's okay. I got you. Right now, you can get my Brave Life Planner for free. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and you can download my morning boot up routine that helps you focus on what you're grateful for, develop strategies and pathways to achieve your goals, and it helps you pick one brave thing a day to do so you don't get so overwhelmed. You also get my free daily planner to help you stay on task, and there's a video that comes with it to walk you through on how to use it. Download it for free at getyourbraveon.info. Get your brave on. This is faith, family, and football and bravery. My guest today, Tamla Davis. She's married to Demario Davis. He's an NFL linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. You will be so inspired by her. She's deep faith. She's had to be so brave because her 10-month-old daughter was diagnosed with a very rare cancer. She's going to give you strength today to handle the unexpected things that are happening in your life. I got to jump on a Zoom call with her recently. Here's how it went down. So does everyone ask you this question? It must be like the most cliched question, but I still want to ask you about the pressure and life of um, a woman of faith that is an NFL life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know what? I often tell people, I honestly don't see how people operate inside of this space apart from having faith and an intimate relationship with Christ. Um, There are many highs, there are many lows, there are so many pros and cons um, of just being in this environment. But what I found is that the more that I cling to Jesus, the more that I just kind of lay it all out, like, okay, God, you know, today we're having a ticket crisis, you know, today it's something emotional, whatever, and reveal so many different things to me of how to utilize this space as a mission field, not to just, you know, get caught up in the gains or the wins or the losses and things of that nature. But it's like, okay, this is where he's planted me right now during this season of life. How can I bloom inside of this garden, so to speak? And how can I do it all to magnify him so that in this, I'm able to point people back and say, hey, you know, football is cool. And there are a lot of, you know, different opportunities. However, apart from Christ, like, you know, I I don't even know how people are able to do it. Well, I love to highlight people doing brave things because I feel like bravery is contagious. Mm -hmm. And whenever you hear about somebody doing brave things, you think, well, then maybe I can do that too. Mm -hmm. So I have this personal hashtag. It's called get your brave on. Kind of oh, like I love that. It's kind of like, like you put on your favorite outfit sometimes. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hard day. So I'm going to put this dress on or these shoes on or, you know, these earrings, something to make me feel yeah. better. So I'm curious from you, what is a time when you faced a fear and you had to make that decision to not give into fear and then decide to get your brave on and move forward. Yes. Yes. I've had so many different things over the course of my life where I've had to literally get my brave on, but that has been the most recent thing. Um, Back in May, um, she was diagnosed with retinoblastoma, which is an extremely rare form of eye cancer. And honestly, I'd never heard of it um, before her diagnosis. And when they you know, informed us that it could possibly be a tumor or a mass behind the eye, and we're like, oh, like, wait, this is you know, extremely serious. So right then, it's like, okay, I kind of have to be brave, but they haven't given me you know, any detailed diagnosis right now. 
And then um, this is all unfolded in a series of a day, by the way. And so we left from <laughs> the Eye Institute and, you know, we're from there to another office. And then from that office over to Children's Hospital where, you know, they have to put her to sleep to get a clear vision of what's really going on. And they come back and they say, you know, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but... She's already completely blind in the eye. She has group E retinoblastoma, which is the highest stage of this particular cancer. And we're not even sure if it's spread to her um, her other eye or her brain at this point, because the size of her tumor is typically what they find in a two or three-year-old. And she was just 10 months. Um, and so in that moment, you know, you find yourself breaking because you're like, first of all, nobody can prepare me to hear this. And then it's all unfolding in a day. And they're like, hey, we need to remove her eye in two days. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like this is <laughs> all so much so fast. But what I really found was as I began to weaken, I lifted my voice to God. And I'm just like, God, like what I, I, I need your strength. I, I need some sort of something to occur in me because I literally felt like I was going to pass out. And I think in that moment, just surrendering, not even out loud, but just in my heart and in my spirit and my mind, just surrender. I just saw God just really show up and provide so much grace and so much comfort and so much peace where I was able to literally go home, cry and say, you know what? Regardless of what this looks like, regardless of what's about to unfold, whether it's her eye, whether it's her life, I will be brave, I will be courageous, and I will ultimately give God the same praise. Like he's still on the throne, he's still who he says he is. So however this unfolds, like God, I am with you and I will not question or doubt you. And that was just me digging <laughs> and stirring the pot and him just showing up and providing. Good for you. How's she doing? She's doing amazing. I mean, if we didn't tell people her story or she didn't pop her eye out in front of somebody, they'd never know. So, yeah, she's doing beautiful. She's like, look at this. I've got she's this. like, look what I can do. And it's always like the strangest time. I'm like, no, put your eye back in. Don't do that right now. <laughs> That's one thing I haven't told my kids. Put your eye back in. I'm not yeah, wow. Yeah. What a great perspective. It seems like from you. I, I just think there's something really powerful like I, I study and I read and I listen to other people's stories about that decision, that moment where you mm -hmm. can just decide, you know what, I'm going to go home. Like if you could have crawled, like curled up in a ball and be like, nope, I'm done. I'm in a cave. I'm going to go back into my little cocoon. Mm -hmm. But you didn't. It's obviously your faith. Is that something you grew up with? Like it's always so been no, no. You know what? I, I honestly... and. I grew up in a Christian, um, I guess, environment according to like a religious standard. You know how people, you know, you grow up in the church, you're doing all these things, you're checking all the boxes, but I didn't have an authentic relationship with Christ. And it wasn't until I was in graduate school that I really encountered God for who he is and not like this false perception of who I thought he was. And so in that, I saw this big shift in my life of how I process things, how I made decisions, how ultimately I dealt with any adversity that was thrown my way. But it was only because I was able to, one, identify where I was, 
to identify where I needed to be. Um, I think began um, being vulnerable with different people where I was able to um, get guidance, get wise counsel and have um, different people who could speak life into me when I was not really understanding what my faith walk looked like as a new believer. And in that, I just really grew. And what I found is so many things in our lives change from day to day. Um, but God is the one thing that remains the same. Like he is who he says he is. And no matter what I'm going through, like he's right there and he doesn't change. And so I've learned to cling to that. I've learned to cling to his truth. I've learned to cling to his promises. But in order to do that, I realized I really had to saturate myself know the word and what it says and there's no way for me to actively be able to live it out and apply it to different trials or traumatic experiences that I may have. Wow. I, I read something about you and, and you're talking about your husband and how he has a warm up, but it wasn't, mm -hmm. is that what you mean? Like, like we all have to warm up in order to be brave. Like he does that for games, but this is like a spiritual warm up that he does. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all warm up and we're going to the gym for him. You know, he's an athlete. He has to warm up before practice, warm up before a game. But what I admire so much about my husband is not only does he have a physical warm up, he has a spiritual warm up. And so he's warming up for life and just how he does things on a day to day basis. And every morning you can find him in our prayer closet. I mean, when we we move a lot and when we're moving around, He's like, okay, the house is beautiful. Do you have a closet? You know, I can set up to, for my prayer room. And that's one of the first things he looks for. And he sets that up as a place for him to intimately meet with God and for God to just really reveal to him so many things, I think, just in his life, whether it's, you know, something that he's struggling through, whether it's something that he needs um, assistance with. He's constantly, I think, just before the throne, asking God to shape and mold his life to be reflective of his and looking for tools and resources to be able to apply, whether it's in the locker room, whether it's inside the community, and most importantly, inside of our home. And I just love that about him that, you know, he's so dependent on God and so many different areas of life. And because of his faith, I've seen my faith grow just tremendously. That's incredible. What a man of God you found. <laughs> women that are like, where's that guy? <laughs> I'm a single mom of three. So that's why I'm like, that's a that's what that's incredible. <laughs> oh, he's always like that from when you met each other. He's always been the strong man. So from faith. when I met him, yes, but his story, that is not his. <laughs> okay. So maybe you rubbed off on him. Yeah, no, no. So oh. what actually happened, he rubbed off on me. Um, when I met him, I, we noticed each other. We were having a conversation and realized we were both from Mississippi. We kind of enjoyed some of the same things. And when our, in one of our first conversations, he said to me, I'm Christian. Like, what kind? He's like, wait, what do you mean? What kind? There's only one type of Christian. Uh, and I'm like, listen, I check the boxes of like, this religious type thing, but they don't have an intimate relationship with Christ. And at the time, I didn't even realize I didn't have that. And I knew that there was something more to a relationship with Christ that I didn't know. Exactly. Like it was him who showed me exactly what that looked like during our friendship. And on to tell me like what his life looked like before Christ. And I mean, he faced a lot of adversity 
But after he surrendered and gave his life to Christ, you could just see so much fruit from his life as he, you know, began to read his word, as he began to apply it. And I think those are the things that really penetrated his heart and his mind to to serve, to lead, and to be this awesome husband and this amazing father. But apart from Christ, he never would have been able to do that. And so my faith was shaped actually by his. That is amazing. That I did not expect to hear that this big linebacker for the NFL has to have his prayer closet and does that. That's awesome. He has to have it. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, also, I wanted to talk to you about masculinity. Yeah, it was a very brave article that you wrote um, that I read about shifting the narrative on masculinity and how Mm -hmm. a, a woman married to an NFL player, the most masculine you know, icons that we have in our culture right now for you to talk about kind of a softer masculinity was extremely brave and not just a conversation with friends, but a conversation, um, at, on a major Christian website. (laughs) So (laughs) what was it that said, you know what, I am going to write about this. You know, when Demario, um, received the award and I just kind of did some research on, you know, who Bart Starr was and all the different things. And as I'm reading about DeMario, I'm reading about other people, I just started to think, you know, there's such a false perception of what masculinity is. A lot of people would look at his teammates or other athletes and automatically assume like they're super masculine. And I feel that on the exterior, um, where, you know, it's how a person looks or how strong they are, or they um, shape it in a way with status and wealth and power, where if you front worldly accolades, then you're like a man's man. And in that, I'm like, that's not how God designed it to be. And it's more so about leadership. It's your own heart and figuring out like what it is that I need to do to one, reflect Christ, and then how can I shape the culture or share that with other people? And so in that, it's, you know, how you serve, how you lead, how you show up for your family, how you show up for your community. And in that, you're able to see men being called and men rising up to who God's called them to be. And it's something that's so different from what the world is teaching. And I myself, you know, had this false narrative of what it was previously and DeMario as well. But, you know, when you really see um, men inside the Bible, when you really see men who are actively leading our community, it's so set apart from the stereotypes. And so with that, it just kind of channeled me to, you know, think, start typing, see what happens. Wow. Well, it, it's fascinating. It's at christianpost.com. It's called Shifting the Narrative of Masculinity. Check it out. I'll link it up here for you to watch as well. And so I could talk to you forever, um, but I, I don't want to take all too. of your time. <laughs> and and I just, there was one thing that we can wrap this up that you would like, specifically a woman, but as she's facing that moment of fear, maybe it's a child that's ill, Maybe it is, you know, facing the end of a marriage or facing something, a a job loss, something where she's going to have to dig deep within 
and not just quit on life and decide to get her brave on, what kind of rallying cry would you give her? What would you tell her? I would say surrender. There are so many different things that we as women are faced with throughout life. You add marriage, you add all these different things on top of just, you know, (laughs) the normal day-to-day thing that women endure. And um, it's challenging. But what I found was when I surrender it all to Christ, when I'm really on my face and my hands before him and, and I am being so authentic in what's going on in my mind and I'm just laying it all out there. And I'm opening up uh, like an environment for him to come in and to just show up and move, like move and reveal who he is and what he's capable of doing. And that doesn't mean everything will look, you know, perfect and it's all cookie cutter. But when you surrender, it gives us the opportunity to just really be brave, being brave and inviting him in, but also being brave and allowing him the room to do the work. I never would have selected, you know, my daughter battling cancer is a way to grow closer to God. But in that, I'm grateful because I was able to cling to him in a way that I wasn't before. And so I would just say surrender, find people around you who can rally with you. Tamala Davis, thank you so much. And um, if you want to know more about her, check out her website, her blog, the F word dot U.S. Faith, family, football. Yeah, and food, recipes. Don't forget the food. What an amazing woman. Hopefully you got strength from that to handle whatever it is that you're facing. Bravery is not an option. God commands us to be strong and courageous, but the secret is he promises to go with you wherever you go. So you're not facing these unexpected things in life alone. If you'd like regular inspiration to daily choose to get your brave on, you can subscribe to my website, getyourbraveon.info. You'll get daily prayers from me and regular encouragement to get you right on. Come celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Jump in the VR simulators to ride Santa's jet-powered sleigh or fly over frozen landscape in the Great Glacier Race. Enjoy special deals and discounts at the museum store and cafe every Saturday in December from 3 to 5. And bring your out-of-town friends and family too because admission and parking are free. Celebrate the holidays at the National Army Museum. A full list of holiday fun is at usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com. Thank you so much for your support of the Get Your Brave On podcast. I'd love to connect with you. Call my hotline anytime and let me know how this podcast is impacting your life and how you're silencing fear at 5304-AMANDA. Let's connect on socials and get more strategies to silence fear every day on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Amanda Carroll Show. And if you want to go deeper, join my Patreon. You can get daily motivations and prayers and meditations and live videos. Just go to getyourbraveon.info and sign up to be a member of the Get Your Brave On tribe. Join our Facebook group too. Just search Get Your Brave On. 
And I'd be honored if you would follow this podcast and subscribe and even leave a review that helps more women just like you facing a plot twist find more strategies to silence fear. I'll shout you out in the next episode or even send me an email to amanda at amandacarroll.org and tell me how God is using this podcast in your life. Like Kim did. She said, I just want to thank you for your podcast. I signed up in July and honestly always deleted your message. (laughs) It's okay. Or sometimes just took a quick glance. But today was different. It was if God was drawing me to really take a look at it. And I did. After downloading the app to get a podcast, I went back and clicked on the prayer. As I stood in my bathroom, brushing my teeth, the words just filled the room with a peacefulness. It came over me and it was like a weight had been lifted. The stress of living with a few disabilities and being on long medical leave from work for over a year and the stress of trying to go back to work with homeschooling two kids, I was keeping it all in. I just wanted to know how much you make a difference. I even shared your podcast with my mom, cousin, and brother, (laughs) even though he's not a lady. He's going through a tough time and wanted him to hear the prayer. So bless you. Bless you. I am so thankful that God used this in your life. You're my why. I'm honored to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out anytime. All the links are in the show notes. And I love the idea of you listening to the episodes while you're brushing your teeth. I actually think it's perfect. Start your day with me. So just make sure you follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Get your brave on.